Hello, hello, and welcome to Resale Queen Chronicles. I am Tiffy T, your host. We have a full packed show today. Today's topic is why is my stuff not selling? So I want to give you guys some reasons why your stuff isn't selling. And also earlier today, eBay dropped their winter seller update. There is lots of things to go over. So we are going to go over both of those things tonight. So I hope you're ready because I am ready. So uh, to first get some things out the way, my my website is resellqueen.com. Resellqueen.com is going to be revamped. I am currently working on that. Uh, we will also be providing some I like to call them resale starter kits, which is basically um, packaged uh, liquidated items that you can resell yourself. I make them super duper cheap because I got them, put them together. I know that you can make money off of them. And honestly, for me, it's helping me out to get rid of the stuff and it's helping you out to make money off of the stuff. So we will have some resale kits drop probably around the end of the month. I like to make sure that I get a nice, uh, a nice value for your money when we, when we drop that. So continue to follow me on all the social media sites. I am resale queen 19320 on Instagram but I am Resale Queen everywhere else on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. I'm trying to think where else I'm at. Oh, I'm even on TikTok. Isn't that something? Uh, so go ahead, follow me on any of those platforms. All that information is in the description box below, uh, which below of the video or the podcast, whichever way you happen to. Uh, listen or watch me on. Also, we are going to uh, going to be broadcasting uh, live the way that we normally do the show uh, is that it's broadcasted live on YouTube as well as Facebook and Twitch. We are also going live every time we go live for Resale Queen Chronicles on my website, which is resellqueen.com backslash resellqueen dash live. I will have links to that going forward uh, when I introduce that I'm going live. So that way you don't have, this way you don't have to authenticate to watch me. You don't have to worry about that. Um, I know I have some, some people that like to watch and listen and they have some issues with signing on to, um, to see me on on Facebook or on YouTube. So I realized I do have this feature that I could use on my website. And this way, if you can get to my website, you can get to see me live. Of course, you can always listen to this anywhere that you like to listen to your podcast. So I just want to get that stuff out of the way in the beginning. So we're going to start right with our topic. And the topic of today's show is, why is your stuff not selling? Now, normally in the retail business, you have ebbs and flows. Uh, normally when you get to the holiday season, 
you sell, 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 sell. And then when you get really close to Christmas, about a week and a half before, normally the sales drop off. Why? Because most people have already done their shopping and other people are probably going to get their uh, items in person or use a service that they feel is going to be faster. And honestly, especially if you're an eBay person, um, people don't always trust us. I mean, even though some people, that's how they get just about everything, eBay or Amazon, but a lot of people just don't trust us. So normally your sales start to drop off around that time period. And then right after Christmas, it picks back up. And you have like a buying boom in early January because people have Christmas money or gift cards, whatever, that they need to burn. And then February hits and crickets. It's that's it's. It's, it's, it's how it works. It's it's always been the way it works for me. Um, I have to say, though, ever since the pandemic. I haven't had any ebbs and foes. I'm shipping every day. But I think it's because I have figured out the right things to sell. So we're going to go to a, through a couple of things that you need to start looking at if you're, you're finding that your stuff just isn't selling. What are the things that you need to do that you need to start looking at to go, why isn't my stuff selling? So the first thing that you need to look for is are you charging too much for shipping and handling? Think about it. The psychology of a buyer, and it sounds odd to talk about that, but I, I think, I, I believe I have another episode where I discuss the psychology of a buyer. If you are a, a person listening to this on one of the pod on one of the podcast players, I will have that episode embedded um, in the description box for you if you need to listen to that. But the thought process is there's the psychology to how you set up money when it comes to the way people think about it when they are purchasing something. If I have something that is selling that I am willing to pay $20 for it. But then there is a shipping cost of $10 for it. Quick math tells me that I'm spending $30 for that item. In your head, as a person who is selling, you're saying, no, you're only spending $20 for that item. The, the $10 is to get it to you. A buyer doesn't think that way. The buyer is going off of how much did it charge on their card? And that is the way that they are thinking. So you have to really look at your shipping and handling costs and see if there is any wiggle room that would make that listing attractive to your customer base. I am a big, 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 big proponent, especially for things that are under a pound of free shipping. 
I'm not saying that you have to or should do that. I'm just telling you what works for me. If something is under a pound, if you are a third-party seller, you're already going to get discounted shipping because the shipping rates that you're going to get are not what you get if you walked inside a post office. You're going to get the commercial cubic rate shipping, and it's going to be cheaper than going inside a post office to get shipping done. So you put the free shipping. Now, when you do that, I'm not saying that you eat the cost of shipping. No, 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 no. You put that into the price of the item. So if I am looking at something and I decide, and say I'm a customer and I decide I'm looking at an item, and we're going to use the same example, it's $20 for me to get that item. However, I see the same item with free shipping and it's $29.99. Most buyers are going to go with the $29.99 option. Now, you may say, why did you say $29.99? The reason why I said $29.99 is because as the person selling, they may, you're going to kind of make out to, to make the same amount of money as far as your profit is concerned after you paid for shipping and after you paid for whatever uh, eBay fees or whatever platform fees that you need to pay for and whatever you purchased, uh, whatever amount you purchased it for. But the psychology of the buyer says, I'm getting a deal because they are charging me $29.99. That's free shipping. It was going to be $30 if I paid for shipping myself. That's $10 of shipping. How dare they? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this is how people think. If you remember that, that will be so, so helpful for you. The next thing that you need to start looking at, look at the pictures that are in your listing. Now, there is a, always a conversation between should you put the manufacturer's pictures or your own personal pictures of the item? My suggestion is that you put the personal picture of the item so they can see it, see it in a real life setting that it is actually there. This tells the buyer okay, this is what it's going to look like when I get it. Not saying that you can't add a later, uh, not saying at a later time, but can't add a different um, section, whether uh, it not be the first picture, maybe the second picture or third picture, put a manufacturer's um, picture uh, or some other pictures that may help with um, deciding other uses for that item especially if the manufacturer has that. If you have something that has multiple uses, that way people can look at the pictures and go, oh yeah, I could use it for that. I could use it for that. I could use it for that. It brings more value to what you are selling. Next thing you need to look at 
Are your descriptions short? Does it look like you didn't put any time into uh, explaining what this item is or what it does? Look at that. And honestly, what I always like to do, I like to look, especially when it comes to liquidation items, I like to look at where the item was sold previously. If you look at where the item was sold previously, they're not going to have a one uh, sentence description. They're going to have a lot of information there. Take that information down. Repurpose that for your listing. And other, and another thing too, the reason why you're not getting um, hits on your item, if you don't have a lot of information in your description, meaning you don't have keywords, by the way, it's not going to help the algorithm for when people search for things, search for your items on Google. So you want to put that the most information you can and get all them keywords in there so that you can pop up when people do a Google search. That might be part of your problem. It may not be that, you know, no one really wants it. They can't find it. They can't find it. You can't sell it. So that was just some things uh, that that I like to like to um, add. A couple of th another thing that I saw that um, I like to just kind of sometimes peruse eBay and just looking at random um, auctions or random listings just to kind of see what other people do. And I have noticed, and this is just, I don't know if it's a pet peeve, I guess is what you would call it. A lot of people put like a lot of rules and stipulations right in the description. And I think they think that they are helping themselves or scaring away scammers by doing it. But I think it turns customers off in a way. You know, sometimes um, they may say things like, we charge a restocking fee of certain amount if you return the item. Um, I've seen that. I've also seen we will vigorously fight all all um, all unauthorized charges for items that are delivered. Like even if the person isn't going to be a scammer, if they are truly a real customer, it might turn them off because they haven't had an interaction with you yet. And they're already looking at it like, wow, if I do have an issue, which is legitimate, these people are going to give me a problem. Right. Let's see who else is going to be, who else is going to have the item that I want. Just, just a suggestion. Now, this one I think is a little controversial too, and that kind of goes along with um, with what we were just talking about, uh, putting a lot of stipulations and rules and things like that, just dismissing customers, and that is no refunds. Now, I I am not saying that um, that you need to um, make everything returns, allow everything, because I have certain items that I do not allow returns on. And the reason why I don't allow returns on them is because they are topical items that a person would use on their face or their hands or their body, regardless of what a person says that 
says to me about them not using it, not wanting it. I don't want it back because I can't sell it. So normally if there is an issue, I just give them a partial refund or a refund sometimes just to get them away. And it's just the cost, cost of doing business. And those, those, those are things that, that I like to do. Um, I do for certain items have, um, have, have that I will accept refunds. And I also make sure that is clearly stated, uh, especially if it's going to be a certain time frame. Uh, you want to make sure that you have that information. Luckily, especially on eBay, all of that stuff is already kind of pre-printed for you. So you already have that information uh, of whatever you choose. Um, but again, when it comes to refunds, you I don't want to, I'm not saying that because you don't offer them, you're not going to get the sale because I can tell you right now, I have probably over a couple hundred products that are in my eBay store that I have no returns on and they sell like hotcakes because people, people like them. I have return customers. They know that I'm selling a good product. However, you do want to make sure that you have a reasonable policy, uh, when you start saying things like seven days, 10 days, that's a little unreasonable in this day and age. It needs to be about 30 days, 60 days. I, I wouldn't go beyond that. I don't go beyond 60. I'm at, I'm really about at a 30 for returns. It's all, I kind of use everything as a case by case basis. Um, I don't really have to give out that many returns looking at what my numbers were last year. I did a total of three returns and everything was under a hundred dollars. So, and this is just a side note, not even on the same subject. Some, I know sometimes some people like to go back and forth with customers just off of the principle of them being right. For all that time that you spend writing messages back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then to probably have eBay um, rule not in your favor. It only takes a second to hit the refund button. Now I know what you're thinking, but I'm going to lose money. You're running a business. If it's one item, it's the cost of doing business. And I have a policy. If, if it is a refund and it's, an invalid reason, meaning it's just some BS reason that a person gave me, I block you from being a buyer on eBay. And I don't do it the second <laughs> that I refund, but I will block you from, from buying from me again, only because you got me once, you're not going to get me twice. Now, if it was a pleasant interaction and it was a refund, now, for instance, I'll give you a great example. I made an error in shipping something to a, to a customer. I gave them the wrong, um, it was the right item, wrong color, okay? And after they sent me that message, I looked at my inventory and sure enough, I had one extra of the color that they were supposed to be sent. So I knew I made the error. One, because I keep good records, but I knew that I made the error. 
I shipped shipped the item out to the customer. They got it within about two or three days because I did ship it at, at a priority. And I refunded the customer and sent them a note of apology. Now, I did I block that customer? No, because I made the error. And it turned out, and I also sent them a coupon to buy from me again. That person continues to buy from me. I see them ever so often like, oh, there they are again. Now, had I hassled with that person and said, you got the right item, yada, yada, yada. I know I did it right. That could have, that took that whole situation of all that time and made, and would have made that completely negative. Sometimes you really have to take the higher road when you're dealing with returns. So just, just a little side note. I wasn't even going to go that far <laughs> on returns, but I just like, just like to give you guys just a little bit of, of, uh, of education on that, on my thought process of the way a, a buyer or a customer uh, thinks. Uh, next thing is going to be really unreasonable prices. You need to check your competitors. It's very easy to see on most platforms how much something is selling for. If you are not within a few dollars, you're probably going to wait for all of those items to be gone that are at a reasonable price for someone to pay your unreasonable price. It's according to how quickly you want your money. Do you want it fast? Do you want it slow? It's up to you. That's all I'm going to say about that. And then the next thing, and this one I think is a really, really big one that I think a lot of people don't, they think about, but they don't think about. And that is making sure that you have a good reputation. You don't want a person to get turned off by your feedback or your response to the feedback. Now, what I say that, the reason why I say that, um, of course, everyone knows on eBay, they uh, made the character allowance even higher. Uh, and also we have the ability to respond back to a customer. So instead of providing a soap opera for people to read, you can respond to a customer very professionally and, and keep your reputation at a nice level. If you made an error, simply apologize, advise that it was corrected, and thank them for being a customer. If you know you didn't make an error and you have gone through the processes to get the feedback removed and that has not been to your favor, then I would respond. Um, especially when you're dealing with eBay, I would not respond to anything until you get the the signal from them that they're not going to take off the, the feedback if it's something that is negative. I have had uh, a few negative feedbacks from people and I've gotten them all taken, taken off. Uh, not because I did anything bad. It was just, they were just unhappy or maybe didn't say anything. Or um, for instance, I had a person say they didn't have an item delivered and they waited about two weeks after the delivery date to say they never got it. Well, of course, when you 
I follow what eBay says and I have my proof of delivery. So they made a negative remark saying something to the effect that I refused to refund um, when they didn't have it received. Instead of going back and forth with the customer, I just decided, let me let eBay handle this. And I never even had to respond. So you do want to watch and keep a look on your feedback. I like to make it a point to do my feedback on whether I do feedback on my customers or look at my feedback at least twice a month. That's something that I work on that's on my that's on my schedule that alerts me like, oh, it's time for feedback. So I like to give feedback and I like to look at my feedback just, just to kind of see where I am and look at that as um, constructive criticism. So just to recap what we discussed, uh, we talked about why your items aren't selling and things that you need to review to, to um, make sure that your items sell. First is going to be, are you charging too much for your shipping? Next is going to be, are your photos bad? Do they not really show the product in a bad, in a good light? Or are you using manufacturer photos, not really showing your own personal photos, which also go hand in hand with reputation? Then uh, the next item was um, putting too many like stipulations and rules in your listings, just really turning customers off in a way. Uh, you just really don't want to give a customer a bad impression before they even spend money with you. It's my thought process. Then we talked about not offering refunds. Again, never said that you should offer refunds on everything. Never said that. Never will say that. I don't offer refunds on everything. However, sometimes when you're just right off the gate, no refund, no refund, no refunds, it doesn't give a trust level sometimes with the customer. And next, we talked about having unreasonable prices. Are your prices just not making any sense? Are you able to uh, look at what the market is showing your your uh, product and how much the market is selling your product for, take a look at those things. And then last but not least, do you have a bad reputation? Does your feedback make it look like buying from you is going to be a bad idea? Well, then guess what? You're going to have a bad reputation and your items are not going to sell. So that's just a quick recap of why your items are not selling. And we will be right back after this. Tax season is full of what ifs. What if I'm not taking all my deductions? What if I'm supposed to get more? What if I don't have time to go to a professional? Let One Stop Taxes take the stress out of this tax season. Our tax professionals can give you a quote in minutes using the My One Stop Taxes app, found in the Apple Store or Google Play. Using your cell phone or tablet, take pictures of your ID and tax documents. Select your tax preparer's name, upload your documents, and submit. It's that simple. Your preparer will send you a customized tax quote back. Then you can approve it and sign your return all from home. Need cash fast? Request a cash advance and you could receive your money within hours. Download the My One Stop Taxes app today and let us do the rest. Download the free One Stop Taxes app today. 
Get your free quote. Choose Tiffany Tracy as your tax preparer to receive your free quote. Shipping can be complicated and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to ShipStation, a web-based shipping software for online retailers. Import orders from wherever you sell and create labels for however you ship, all in one place. With our powerful automation tools, mobile app, and branded tracking page, you can focus less on shipping and more on growing your business. With ShipStation, you save both time and money. Let's get shipped done. Get started with ShipStation today. Click the link in the description box to receive a special discount from ShipStation. And we are back. Welcome back to Resell Queen Chronicles. I am Tiffy T, the Resell Queen, your host. And we are going into uh, reseller updates. This update is going to be completely all about eBay. eBay, if you have not watched or seen, they dropped today their 2022 winter seller update. So if you happen to be watching, you see that I have it on the screen. And we're just going to go through some highlights and talk about some things that you guys need to know about to help you with your business on the eBay platform. So just going through, they had a couple of things in here. Um, some of the items that were originally on the Seller Manager Pro, those some of those items are now available. So I should say some of those features, rather, are now available free of charge. Um, so I'm going to look through some of them first just to see, because but I know one of them uh, is the automatic feedback. Uh, which allows you to make, to, to, instead of going in and doing feedback, it allows you to have uh, automatic feedback just placed on on for all your customers, which I don't really use that. I probably should. I I just have, I have a, a little issue with control. I, I like to put things when, after I know the transaction's over. I don't suggest you be like me. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, there are some updates and lists and expansions on the promoted listings uh, feature. So, oh, one of the bigger things that is very, very important uh, is they are working. I think we talked about this before, but they actually have an action in place of reducing unpaid items for accepted are um, accepted offers. So. Sometimes, you know, when you have a buy it now, um, I always, ex I make it so that for myself, it's immediate payment, but some people tr don't always do that because they want to make it convenient for the customer. And after all, when eBay first started, that is not how they started. It was not like immediate payment. Like it, that's not how it started. <laughs> uh, so some people are still in that mind frame, but what ends up happening is if you have a person, they want to auction uh, and it takes them too long to pay, you're losing out uh, if if they end up not paying. And it's a whole process. You know, you have that. I know that eBay has an unpaid buyer assistant thing going on. Yes, great. It's great that they have it. But meanwhile, you have about five to six days that your item is not available for sale for a buying customer. So they are really, really working uh, working on that. So they've 
I've they've made a lot of comments and meetings that I've been that I've been to about this uh, particular situation, and they are very much aware and working hard to eliminate that now. So now, whenever a person puts in a bid, uh, they have to have something there for for payment. So that's really good. All right. Oh, there are some updates on on uh, fee credits. And if you are below standard, uh, you're going to pay some higher, um, some higher fees. So also final value fees, they go up in three weeks. If you follow me on Instagram or any other page, you'll notice that I made a listing. I, I made a listing. <laughs> I made a post about that just to let you guys know that stuff is all going up. So just to go over some things, uh, let's see what we have. All right, so let's talk about the fees. That's what I think everyone cares about. So I'm gonna pull up the fee information. We want to learn more as soon as the computer goes. All right, so what you need to know, the final value fee change in most categories, uh, subtitle listing upgrade fee changed for fixed price and auction listings, change to promoted listing standard ad fee calculation methodology. All right, so I'm just going to kind of read the way that they have it and then interpret. So the final value fee increase in most categories starting March 1st, March 1st of this year, 2022. Final value fees for store sellers will increase 0.3% in most categories. I have an example. Sellers with a basic and a basic and above eBay store who sell in the home and garden category will see an increase from 11.7% to 12%, a difference of 0.3%. The final value fees for sellers without a store will increase to 35% in most categories. For example, sellers who sell in the eBay Motors parts and accessories category without a store will see an increase from 12.55% to 12.9%, a difference of 30, a 0.35%, not 30, 0.35. <laughs> fees vary across the categories as eBay always strives to achieve the lowest total fees across category competitors, okay? They do have a fee table uh, that shows all the different categories and where the fee percentage is now and what the fee percentage will be after March, March 1st. I will, I have a link on my description box for anyone that is watching. There is a link in the description box. Anyone that is listening to the podcast, there is also a link in that description box to help you see all of this information. It is a lot to go through. So you do want to go, go through it and see how this is going to affect you. If you happen to only sell in one or two categories, you may you may not feel it the same way, or maybe you are in a category that is uh, high priced already high. So you may want to start looking at, you know, how high do I need to um, put my um, 
put my prices. I'm already thinking about that right now. I, I actually just raised some of my prices to compensate for shipping. And I'm probably getting ready to raise my prices again to compensate for eBay charges. Things are getting high at the supermarket. So they're getting, getting ready to get high at eBay. Just saying. Milk out here is like almost $7. I don't drink regular milk. <laughs> so, oh, other things. Subtitle listing upgrade fee increase. So starting March 1st, the optional subtitle listing upgrade fee will increase 50 cents. The increase will apply to items with an auction start price or buy it now price price up to $150. All right. So for auction listings, the new fee will be $1.50. We all know it used to be $1. For fixed price listings, the new fee will be $2. Previously, it used to be $1.50. Adding an optional subtitle listing upgrade to your listing, of course, it can increase buyer interest by providing more descriptive information about your item. I use that on occasion, honestly. I try to get as much descriptive information that I can in that title. That's, but I understand for those who may need it. All right. So, and then we have a change to the promoted listing standard ad feed calculation methodology. All right. So on June 1st, 2022, the promoted listing standard ad fee calculation will change to align more closely with how we calculate final value fees. Specifically, the ad fee will be calculated in all markets based on the total amount of the sale for each attributed sale using the same basis we use to calculate final value fees, including applicable taxes, shipping, and other applicable fees. Currently, in certain markets, including the U.S., the promoted listing standard ad rate applies only to the final price of the item. All right, so, whew. so the calculation is going to be changing, so they're going to calculate it more like they do the final value fees. That's going to happen in June. I'm going to have to play around with that to see how I feel about it. I, for a long time, was not using promoted listings. And then I started and I did see a jump in my sales. So I'm probably going to continue to use it. So let's go back so we can see some more of, um, of the information here. All right. So running your business. So there are a few things that they have. So we have, we talked about they are going to work on um, reducing unpaid items uh, for accepted offers. And oops, I apologize. It looks like All right, so just a moment. I just want to get the right item here so I can show it on the screen and get the right one. There you go, running your business. So I just want to share the right one so that you guys can look at it right along with me. Get all these pages here. So one thing I will say, it is nice that we get this information and we have time to adjust 
However, I know some of us aren't, aren't really feeling it. <laughs> so, but at least you know what to expect. So running your business, what you need to know, reducing unpaid items for accepted offers, updates to how feedback is displayed and collected, updates to fee credits and below standard final value fees, and they also set a new messaging experience in the eBay app. Hmm. All right, so reducing the unpaid items for accepted offers. We're continuing to continuing work we started in 2021 to reduce unpaid items on eBay, which we know is a long-standing challenge. Yes, it is. So in October 2021, uh, we pilot piloted a new process for collecting payment from a buyer automatically following acceptance of their offer. To do this, we asked the buyer for a payment and shipping details in the best offer flows. In the coming weeks, we plan to expand our coverage and include more buyers, which should further reduce unpaid items from buyer offers. By mid-year, we will also start collecting payment details and other best offer scenarios, including counter offers and offers to buyers. These changes will be applied automatically for buyers, so you don't need to update or make changes to your listings. Yay! We're, oh, that's them saying they're listening. <laughs> so, unpaid items. With, all right, that's an FAQ. We don't need to go through that today. I do want to talk about this feedback. So, updates to how feedback is displayed and, and collected. All right, so they are launching an updated and simplified way to help you get around, get to get ahead of negative feedback in the eBay app before you've had a chance to resolve the issue with the buyer. It's getting easier to collect and leave feedback with automated reminders for buyers in some categories and new ways to automate leaving feedback for your buyers. Important information about your brand and business will now be more visible to buyers, no matter what platform they're shopping on. Your store will be getting a new feedback tab to showcase customer feedback about your business. You may see new information about your business displayed on your store and view item pages as we continue to test and refine what's most effective at driving sales for you. That's nice. Want to see about this getting ahead of negative feedback. With increased visibility on your feedback, it is important that your buyers see an accurate picture of your business, not one that's marred by an unfair negative review. That's why starting in late spring, we'll be rolling out a simplified way to help you avoid negative feedback. If a buyer starts to leave negative feedback on the eBay app before they have contacted you on the eBay platform, will automatically encourage them to reach out to you and give you a chance to resolve the issue first. I'll finish, then I'll make a comment. We're also making sure that buyers see a streamlined and friction-free way to contact you before they leave negative feedback on the eBay app to make it easier for them to reach out to you first. As we roll this out, it's a great opportunity to win buyers over and turn a negative experience into a potentially positive review. Okay. I like the thought process here of encouraging the buyer to contact you first. Hopefully, 
it will help in situations where a person never says anything to you and they just leave you negative feedback and you know nothing about what's going on. The only thing I hope is that it doesn't start uh, what they call feedback extortion, which by the way, tidbit, you can uh, get feedback removed if you see, um, if eBay sees that there is feedback extortion going on, meaning I'm only going to, I want you to do this and then I will leave you positive feedback. I don't know how it works when you go online to do it. I always make a phone call when I have to handle that and try to get a rep uh, and have them read what the messages say. Normally works. Just a little, little tidbit. So I, I like that they are, I, I think what's happening, they're realizing that a lot of customers are just leaving negative feedback just to leave negative feedback and not, uh, it's kind of putting the onus on the buyer. Like, hey, if you have a problem, you need to contact them, which is good. It helps you as, as a business owner. So making it easier to collect and leave feedback. Collecting and leaving feedback not only helps build your brand reputation, it also inspires trust as you build relationships with your buyers. So to help you do that, uh, eBay is launching inline notifications for buyers on the eBay app to proactively remind them to leave feedback and help shine a light on a great buying experience. After an item's estimated delivery, some buyers using the eBay app will start seeing a notification to leave feedback. This will be rolled out for refurbished inventory over the coming weeks and gradually expanded to more categories throughout the spring and early summer. I think that's actually kind of nice. Um, and I like it that it's eBay requesting it, not you as a as a seller requesting it, because some people look at that, they're like, oh, I have a message asking us to, to leave feedback. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. So I, I kind of like it that it's them pushing, not the seller pushing. So... That is kind of good. There is a lot more information on here. Uh, there's one thing I did want to go over to talk about uh, fee credits because I was looking at this and I think uh, people need to know about this. Um, you need to make sure that your metrics are good. Um, that's what you need to do. You need to make sure that your metrics are good, okay? Uh, because if you are at a below standard, you're going to have some additional fees. So I'm glad I got my top rated plus. So, all right. So fee credit updates and below standard additional final value fee increases. All right. So they are prorating the final value fee credits for partial refunds that you provide to the, to the customer. In addition, when you approve a buyer's cancellation request, the entire, mm, I cannot read today, the entire final value fee, including the 30 cent per order fee, will be refunded to you. We're also adjusting our additional final value fees for below standard sellers. So next, 
prorated final value fee credits for partial refunds. So starting May of 2022, this year, when you issue a partial refund to a buyer, will automatically credit a prorated portion of your final value fee based on the adjusted total amount of the sale. Along with this, will automatically credit prorated portions of other applicable fees, including promoted listing standard and international fees, fees such as the 30 cent per order fee, promoted listing express fee, and promoted listing advance fee will not be refunded. So remember that. So if you have a partial refund, you'll get some of the value fee adjusted back. Not bad. Per order fee credit for canceled transactions. Currently, eBay keeps the 30 cent per order fee when an order is canceled due to a buyer request. This is in line with fees that other marketplaces and third-party payment processors apply in similar buyer cancellation cases. We're excited to announce that starting March 1st, 2022, eBay will refund the entire final value fee, including the 30 cents per order fee, when you approve a buyer's cancellation request. We recognize that buyers may cancel transactions for various reasons at no fault of the seller, and we want to support you by refunding 100% of the final value fee. That's nice, and thank you. (laughs) This is the part that's important. Below standard. So if your status uh, is below standard, listen to this. Below standard additional final value fee increase in our continuing effort to mitigate behavior that does not support good buyer experiences and negatively impact sellers on our platform, we will increase additional final value fees for sellers who do not meet minimum seller performance standards for the United States. So starting March 1st, 2022, eBay will increase final value fees from 5% to 6% for below standard sellers. This fee does not apply to above standard and eBay top rated sellers you can check your current seller level on your seller dashboard. I'm sure if you are below standard, you already know that, okay? Looks like they also going to have like a new messaging experience on the eBay app. Looking at the pictures here, looks like it's kind of, kind of maybe look more like a message like you would have like on your cell phone. So, okay, looks kind of nice. So I encourage everyone that is watching and listening to go to the link that I have in the description box that discusses the 2022 winter seller update. What I went over is a highlight. There is a lot more information in this that you need to read so you know what's going on with your business. Again, what I gave is just the highlight. So some of the highlights If your seller performance is below standard, you're going to start paying more. So you need to get your, get yourself in gear and do what you need to do to get your, get your seller performance back up to where it needs to be. So you're not paying extra money. 
Next. Looks like uh, we're no longer going to have to pay for when a person cancels. Uh, excuse me, when a buyer cancels. That's good because, you know, I mean, it's 30 cents, but 30 cents is 30 cents. I'm just saying. So, looks like the beginning of these updates uh, start on March 1st of 2022. Also, the category final value fees are going to be going up. They said on average, I believe, a 0.3%. So, you need to, to start reevaluating today your listings and understanding how much something is going to be when you get your profit, if you get a profit. So remember this information, remember all of those numbers when you are putting in your listings. Um, I do have an app on my phone. I don't have my phone in front of me. It's, oh, it's a free app and it's, I think it's called eBay Profit calculator, something of that sort. I use it on occasion just to kind of give me a rough idea of how much I'll make off of each sale. There are other calculators around that you can look at. Um, I'm going to assume starting March 1st, they all are going to be um, recalculated to go with the new information. Um, but if there are people that have, question, that have questions or want to know what to use for that, just send me um, send me an email or something like that, and I'll I'll put something together. And maybe see if I can put something together for you. I kind of I I roughly know what in my head things are going to be because I right now I'm selling in just about the same category, so I know what I'm looking at as far as numbers. So, but you know, if you have questions on that, always feel free to contact me. Uh, my email is info at resellqueen.com. I promise I myself or someone on the staff will respond back to you um, if you have questions. And I think it's something that we need to talk about on the show. I will let you know that we're going to talk about it on the show and probably give you like a nice paragraph of explaining it, uh, explaining an answer for you. Well, this show was longer than I expected it to be, but we had a lot of stuff to go over. And I know right now some people may not be having the sales numbers that they are looking for because that's just the way it works in the way of retail. It will get better. You will continue to sell. You just have to be proactive in your business. All right, gang. This has been another fun-filled uh, event with uh, Resell Queen Chronicles. I am Tiffy T, the Resell Queen, your host. If you want to reach out to me, again, my email is info at resellqueen.com. Resellqueen.com is my uh, website. We are going to be revamping that website. And by the end of the month, we will have some reseller kits available for those that want to buy uh, some reseller kits. They are going to be very cheap. I am probably not really making any money off of it. I just need to get some stuff out of here and help other people make some money. So follow me on all of the social media platforms so you can see when those things drop. 
Also, subscribe to my newsletter. I don't send out a lot of stuff. I don't believe in that. It irritates me, so I don't want to irritate you. But when I drop the reseller kits, I will be sending that out in my newsletter so that the people that follow me will know about that first. I believe that is everything. I really enjoyed today's show. I hope you learned something. All right, guys. It's been real. Bye.